Hey, I'm Jolene Dick, and welcome to Gamers Trashing Gold. This is my co-host, Nick Thomas, and today we're going to be covering our game of the week. And our game of the week is the infamous E.T. on Atari 2600. And at the end of this podcast, we will decide whether it is truly trash or truly gold. Nick, care to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Nick Thomas. I reside from the great city of Washington, D.C. And I'm here to decide whether and help Jolene decide whether Mm -hmm. E.T. is a classic or belongs in that garbage bin. I'll let her take it away. All right. So if you don't know, (laughs) if you don't know what E.T. on Atari Atari 2600 is, God, uh must be under a rock or something because uh this is a pretty notorious game it was released in 1982 for the atari 2600 it was based on the film of the same name et the extra real uh it was made uh made on wait let me see when this was made yes december yeah, I just had to make sure. And yeah, and I, and I will made... say, yeah, I will say, the fact that it's made in mm-hmm. December is very important to its lower. Like, that's, like, very, very crucial to it. And partially the reason why it turned out for better or for worse. But we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, this game was designed with uh, the Christmas season in mind. That's very important to this lore. Where... Apparently, uh, negotiations for the game's rights just just ended right in July, only giving them uh, a very short period of time to develop the game. Uh, yeah, it 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 is often cited by many people, and a lot of people often say this is it is the one of the worst games of all time. But we will truly be the judge of that now. Well, now will we? We will. Uh, yeah. It was a huge commercial bomb. Like, extremely big commercial bomb. Let me, I can find the direct number. That doesn't have it on this page. Yeah, it, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. They, yeah, they made 4 million copies of this game. And you want to know how much they 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 had to put back in unsold inventory and even customer returns. So it might have sold more than this. Half of a million were actually sold and actually just distributed uh, across America. I think it was like not the best thing for the company. In fact, it may have contributed to a little thing we like to call uh, the video game crash of 1983, if you've ever heard of that. It's, it, it was pretty bad. It, like, a lot of people who were in the games industry lost a lot of jobs, and a lot of people, like consumers mainly, really didn't trust games after that. It was a... Like, the game industry only really recovered because Nintendo made the NES. And even then, they had to, like, label it 
like they they couldn't label it a toy. It, no, no, no. They labeled it a toy. They couldn't really label it a video game because a lot of consumers in their eyes are like, oh, video game. That's kind of that Atari fad, you know. That that that's kind of the main thing that happened. That people really thought it was a fad until well after this, the NES came out and a lot of people uh, got back on board. But that's really far ahead. Let's let's focus back on that game. So, uh, Nick, uh, you played a little bit of it over the weekend. So, uh, you you want to give your thoughts? Or? Yeah. Um. I before I do that, I want to explore what gaming was in 1982. So the platform yeah. that it released on was the Atari 2600. And this was a platform that was what we call bringing the arcade home. Because before this, gaming was what we thought of arcade gaming. People would go... yeah, And games were designed a different way as well. People would go and spend their parents hard-earned money hard-earned quarters and they'd be playing pac-man all the time pac-man would pac-man's a game if you really remember it where you get in you get as many dots as possible and after that you die at some point you're gonna die because the game's gonna get too hard and when you die you get more coins so games were kind of designed in this structure you can't think of a modern game like let's say for example a tears of the kingdom where it's like you're getting mm-hmm. a full package right there games were designed to basically take your money that's how that's was core yeah. to the design of these games and the atari 2600 while there are some more games that did that were trying to go beyond that games were still in that mindset of arcade first and you can <laughs> clearly see that in the DNA of E.T. I loaded this game up on my RetroArch. Um, <laughs> it's as bad as... It's as bad as they say. But here's the thing. I'm not the biggest enjoyer of old games, period. Like, I'm not sitting there playing Pac-Man. But there is some <laughs> level of appreciation that I can have for those games. For example, my dad, he loves Galaga. Galaga is, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of Galaga, but Galaga is this game, it's a space game. And you are basically just destroying alien ships and they're coming one. And there's, there's, like, even though I don't like the game per se, se, I like Mm -hmm. the concept of, I think it's a solidly made game, especially for the time. E.T. is bad even by those standards. Like, it's it's just, it's just a terrible game. So yeah. I load I load it up. Mm-hmm. You you get this pixelated picture of ET, and I say like it was like it's it's well made, especially for stuff that was coming out at the time. It's well made, but at the same time, once you get into the game, you get ET basically coming down in a ship, mm-hmm. and he's just on this green pixels. I don't know if it's grass. I don't know if it's the forest. I don't know if it's supposed to represent trees, but he's, he's just on green. Now I will say you can tell it's ET. Yeah. You can tell it's ET. Like it's, they did a good. And I say, they, I believe only one person made this game. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I can. Yeah. It's, it was made by Howard Scott Warshaw. Yeah. And it shows 
It shows you it's not a surprise. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised that it was made by one one person. But mm-hmm. it once you get in the game, the goal is, and I can't make this up, to collect mm-hmm. Reese cups from a pit and yeah. bring them up. <laughs> and you bring them up by E.T. extending his neck. Now, I'll give you a fun fact about me. Yeah, I've never seen E.T. front to back. I've never seen the movie front to back. I I don't like the movie like that. Like I, mm-hmm. I've seen enough of it on TV to know that I don't like it. I like Steven Spielberg movies. You, yeah, you don't like it either. I I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I've seen clips of it. It just never really interested me as a kid. Probably a wrong generation kind of thing because I'm. I was born in 2002. I'm a very, I'm a very early Zoomer. So it was kind of a before my time sort of thing. And when it came on, I just thought, oh, it's that boring alien movie. <laughs> That's kind and of what me, I thought. And see me, I'm not that much older than you. I'm 1994. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm like tail end of millennial. I still can't mm-hmm. relate to it. It's not like it was old when yeah. I was a kid. And even then, like it, it felt old. So I don't have this like yeah. affinity for it. So maybe I don't know. Like I can only imagine if you're a kid, because we mentioned oh it came out in December yeah. of 1982. So you can imagine that this was a Christmas gift to so many, yeah, kids. for and so also, many kids, right? And it's not like it came out like before ET was a thing. Like it, ET released no. in June. And this game came out in December. So you already know that kids were probably head over heels. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting oh, yeah. like, an oh. E.T. game. Right. Yeah, the, right. Game, the game, the big movie this year, right? Was it the right. big movie that year? It definitely yeah. was. I mean, it's I mean, to this day, it's definitely I don't think you can tell the story of the movie industry without mentioning E.T. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Is it Steven Spielberg's biggest film? I don't know. I feel like that's hard to quantify because I feel like when you look at the filmography of that guy, it's like, geez, geez. Yeah. Like, it's, it's there's insane. a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. And you can, like, Jaws, I, my favorite of his. It's like, that's. Oh, amazing. I love Jaws. Jaws is great. I, I watched Jaws it's earlier this I watched Jaws earlier this year and it mm. still hits. And honestly, I, we have to see. Yeah. This might be for a later podcast. We might have to see if there's a Jaws video game of some kind. Oh, I know there is. I think it's even on Atari too. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like it. It'd be worth it to see if it's either better or worse than ET. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead of my, I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. You're getting back ahead. to this. Let's, let's back. back to this. Either gold or trash. We haven't made our determination yet, yeah. but I think you know where we're headed. Yeah. You collect Reese <laughs> yeah. P- Reese pieces. Is it Reese or Reese's? Yeah. Reese's, I think. Reese, is that is that? I don't think it matters like, too much. No, but like, I feel like that's a big argument with people, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> let's go with Reese's. We'll uh, save go, it for the guests later, <laughs> right? I'll go. I'll go with what you said. Um, so Reese's pieces, you collect these things, which I want to know when that came into place. Like, who's the like? What executive made the deal with Reese's to say we need to get Reese's pieces in the I, game? Yeah, well, I remember I remember hearing about this uh, from the movie because uh, the the movie was, I would say, 
from my memory, it could be hazy. I can't remember if it was really integral to the plot, but I don't think it was. I think it was just the candy they had in the movie was all Reese's pieces because that was just the tie-in. Because originally they were going to get Mars and Eminem, and Eminem lost out on a, a lot of money because they were like, no, you're asking too much money for us. And then Hershey swooped in and was like, hey, uh, we'll, we'll we'll take your deal to use our candy in your movie. And, it, and well... That boosted the popularity of Reese's Pieces for the rest is history. Quite a bit. Yeah, the you rest know, is history. You know that you know that executive got fired. Like, like, oh yeah, <laughs> like you, you had a chance to be an ET and you declined. Oh yeah, no, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's Feel a big from... L. That's a big L. Yeah. But okay, th- thank you for the context. That makes a lot more. sense. I thought they literally just added Reese's Pieces to the game. Yeah. <laughs> But I wouldn't blame also, you. It would be completely in character for this game. Yeah, for sure. And the one thing I do want to mention, as much as I've seen E.T., I've never yeah. seen E.T. levitate by lifting his neck, which is all I can assume yeah. is what's going on in the game. Like, maybe that's like he's trying to it's trying to symbolize doing something else. I mean, I think it's kind of hard. I think it's supposed to be like the bike, maybe? Question mark. Yeah, there's no Is bike. Is it supposed to be kind of like the bike? I don't know. That's and the iconic thing of him. Et phone home, and then they go over on the bike. I, I guess <laughs> they I want to give it. Bike. I want to give it a break because if you ask me to visualize what like Pac-Man really looks like, if you like put Pac-Man on like yeah. a three-dimensional space, it would look crazy. It's hard. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. Don't, even if you've like seen those 3D Pac-Man games, like they're basically platformers. They don't even do what Pac-Man yeah. was doing in the in like the original. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, so I, I want to give it a break per se, but I feel like this game yeah. it's on another level of bad. Of yeah. And yeah. I think it's so int- I think the game is not really much to write home about, but I think more so the history. I want to end on my, my part yeah. on this. I think the history yeah. of it and the infamy of it is what makes it such mm-hmm. an interesting topic. The game itself is criminally simple. Yeah. You know, isn't it? Yeah. You just pick up those Reese's pieces. Then you get them all eventually, right? It, that, because there's the thing at the top of the screen that has the symbols. Isn't that just collecting right. the Reese's? I forgot. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's it's almost like when you're playing, it's like brain numbing. And it's not like yeah. brain numbing like, you know, Temple Run is. Or it's like, like yeah. even though Temple Run is a simple game, like I feel like what Temple Run is expressing is, it makes sense. You're just running from It makes from sense. A- it's coherent. Like, I don't know why he's collecting these Reese's Pieces. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, I don't get it. I don't get why his neck is mm-hmm. raising like a giraffe. <laughs> I just don't yeah. understand. And yeah, I want to end it. I want to end my part with this about the actual gameplay. It sucks. Oh, yeah. And you shouldn't play. Yeah. But you should study the history. I feel like it's a very vital part oh, yeah. of gaming history. It is. It is. It's one of those things where it's like, the content isn't is ho hum and not really worth talking. It wouldn't be worth talking about if it wasn't for everything surrounding it. For from the critical reception to its effects on not only Atari but just gaming in general, to to just what happened afterwards with the whole 
just burial that that people didn't know and was rumored about for ages, but it was basically confirmed that, uh, for for be- lack of a better term, they buried those copies in the New Mexico desert. <laughs> in a, in a giant lack, land. I don't think lack of a better terms. It's it's the is what they did. <laughs> It is what they did. It is literally what they did. It's like, it's not an exaggeration. I feel like people Mm -hmm. use like that as like a euphemism for other things. No, they buried this game because they they did not know what to do with all the extra copies. Yeah. Like there was no, like I, they did not know what to do. They expected this thing to fly off the shelves because you got to think at the time they they were kind of like why wouldn't they think the gaming industry is here we're we're now we're doing this this is a big holiday title of course it's going to fly off the shelves but it really didn't because they didn't really take into account the fact that like they didn't take into account the fact that like this was just kind of a grandma bought their kid a game and then they also have a receipt they could return it that's what happened a lot in there yeah yeah and also it's it's also interesting because when you think of let's say modern playstation right this is like mm -hmm. the equivalent of playstation spider-man game just completely just being crazy bad just bombing in historical fashion because this is this was the ip and this was made yeah. by this was like for all intents and purposes a console console exclusive because this was Pretty made much, Atari because yeah. this was Atari making the game it wasn't like it was yeah. a third party and like maybe this is not how game development worked back then nowadays yeah. you have like this separation you have first party developers you have third party mm-hmm. developers you know we second party like we have like these indie yeah right indie like i don't know if we had that level of separation but Mm -hmm. i do know that atari developed this game and they bore the brunt of the fact that it didn't do well now i do think it's overstated that it caused the crash of the video game industry i don't think it caused it i don't think it helped yeah it definitely didn't help no but I have it, a feeling it was a nail in a coffin in a way. Because yeah, I feel I, like there were a lot of things building up to this. This was just that big kaboom moment where as far as I remember it, hit the there fan. Were, right. As far as I, I remember it, not that I was there, but as far as yeah. I like heard <laughs> research, um, I'm not that old, but um, <laughs> there were like 16 consoles out. Like there was yeah. multiple competitors and that's just not a space where anybody can really thrive. I think there's a reason mm-hmm. why gaming is now in a place where there's really four places you can go. And I, I'd argue there's only three. You got Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo does Nintendo things. You can only get Nintendo mm-hmm. games on Nintendo systems legally. And PlayStation, yeah. where, you know, PlayStation does its own thing. They release their games on Steam to somewhat but it's still like a PlayStation experience. And then you have Xbox. mm -hmm. I was just going to say with PlayStation, you know, like with all of these specific things, they have their own specific identity and like brand. to them. Right. Like back, you got to think back in the day, it was just, Oh, it's a game box. You know what I mean? Exactly. And 
I feel like it, it's simplified now to the point where even like, you know, a parent who doesn't know video games can understand, okay, this box has this games. This box has Mario. This box yeah. is for the mature, more mature games. And, you know, you yeah. can just dance on them all. Like, I feel like it's, a, it's simple mm-hmm. enough. Back then, like, people didn't have the knowledge about video games. I feel like even now, like, we have parents oh, yeah. now who pretty much all their life grew up at least knowing what video games are. Yeah. They, they at you least know? were aware of it existing. Right. You know, for- like, back then, like, when, like, the parents back then, you're probably thinking, like, video games? Isn't that an arcade? You're bringing that home? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it was just a different time. And mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's good that it happened. I feel like it, we needed a game of this magnitude to bomb yeah. for the gaming industry to change. And obviously, Nintendo's the one who ushered in that change much later in the yeah. um, early 90s. I think that that was, you mm-hmm. know, needed. But it's at the time, this was. This was as big of a failure for Atari as humanly possible. You can definitely make yeah. the case this was the this was the nail in the coffin for Atari. Yes. Oh yeah, I would completely agree with that statement. They put I like again as I said, they pretty much just put all their eggs in this basket because I'm I'm pretty sure this strategy kind of worked in the past for them back when it was way smaller. There were I mean, Atari was Atari game. made Pong, you know, like Atari is like yeah. we wouldn't have video games without Atari. So it's really sad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's sad oh, yeah. that this is the nail. This was the true nail in the coffin, even though they still technically mm-hmm. exist now. You know, it's yeah, it, they've traded hands so many times in terms yeah. of who owns Atari, who owns the name, who owns the games. It's. After this point, the Atari from that you know from the seventies and eighties is just that that version that that pristine like brand image is gone, and also so is just the team. You know, at this point, it's just a brand name, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, but it, it I feel like it didn't need to go this way because I feel like you could say the same thing about oh, yeah. Sega. Like oh yeah, Sega. I wouldn't say they crashed and burned as bad, but Sega crashed no. and burned. Like they oh, released, yeah. they released the Saturn. I'll never, for, I'll never forget this because my cousin actually he was a he was a big Sega fan and he had the Dreamcast. Oh man! But that like console did not do well, and it got destroyed yeah. once PlayStation Two and GameCube and Xbox came out, mm-hmm. and it was Sega was basically ushered out of the console space. Sega, yeah. at the very least, still had a good brand name, and Sega still oh, makes yeah. games. Like Sega, still, you know, oh, yeah, a, you know, Sega. I I love you know the Persona series, which is funded oh, by yeah. Sega. I I feel they got an extra boon because I feel like the internet has kept Sonic alive. <laughs> you know, oh, we yeah, could, <laughs> we could talk. We could talk about. We probably have a whole episode. <laughs> with, with, yeah, about where Sonic, Sonic later. is. Oh my god. But, you know, I feel like that ultimately helps Sega. And I I feel like it's weird because, like, Atari was, uh, you know, it was this American company. And I I have affinity for American Mm -hmm. companies. 
And, you know, it just did not know what it had, I feel. And I feel like yeah. they threw their eggs behind, you know, trying to get as many games on their system as possible, really trying to get the arcade experience on home consoles. And then they just bet it big with this one IP. And when I say bet it big, do you know, you want to know how much it costs to license ET in modern day oh money? Boy. Give me the number. Give me the number. $81 million to license Jesus. Oh my Lord. Now I want to, I want to give you one of the most expensive games of all time. Starfield's one of the most expensive mm-hmm. games of all time. I feel, um, I'm going to yeah. give you Starfield's budget. Starfield <laughs> right, is Starfield reportedly costs about $400 million. So you're, so just for the licensing fee, yeah, they pay that's not taking like, into account production either. Right, that's like one making that many cartridges. Right, like just the licensing costs about one fifth of one of the most expensive games of all time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, pretty it's much. Insa- it's, it's insane. That would sink any company. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's I, it's it's a lot. I'll let you talk, but it it is. It is such a own goal of the highest caliber. Yeah. They fumbled the bag pretty damn hard. And one thing I do want to mention, tracking back to that point about, you know, the video game industry at the time and picking up games. One thing to mention about that I think probably did not help in the slightest. There's many factors, but this is one that I... Particularly, I'm interested in because I love looking at Wikipedia pages and I look at and I look at, oh, you know, what's what's the box art? They did not have any concrete box art design. They had things where, you know, it would just say, you know, the ET one is pretty simple. It says Atari 2600. And, you know, there there's variants of this Atari 2600 one for the ones that were established by Atari. But for every other game, it was just whatever the hell they wanted they could put on it pretty much. I I think there was basically like a couple types of different box arts and they were all just uh, either a little bit of art that they made and then they just put it on the whole thing. And it, you can barely tell a lot of the time what game console this is for. Just imagine being a random parent in the seventies, looking at all this thing, looking at all these games and being like, okay, I guess I'll just buy this one, this baseball one, because Jimmy likes a uh, like likes the lake, uh, the Dodgers or something, and it might not even work on the Atari they bought. Because how were they supposed to know? You know, how would they? How would they know? They well, I think they. I and mean, look, I think it. Works. I think it worked to a certain extent because it did sell a lot. Yeah, I, I think that oh, yeah. they could have put anything. It could have put ET taking a crap. On a toilet, it put a soul because that movie was huge, and I feel like that is what makes it even worse because it's not like it was like yeah. a game attached to a crappy movie. It's a game yeah, attached no. to one of the biggest movies ever made, like a game yeah. that's attached to one of the movies that you can't tell the story of Hollywood without. So yeah, it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. 
it's 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 something. And I think that you know they said the rumors of them actually putting it in landfills. It's not true. Like apparently that's, but no one can convince me Is that. Yeah, like no one can convince me that like there weren't a couple copies that were buried. Like you can't convince like because oh, yeah. where'd they go? Like where'd they go? You destroy them yeah, all? Where'd they go? Like, where the hell did they go? Like you burn them yeah, all? Yeah, like, like that would not like if they burn them all. I think that would be infinitely worse for the environment. Oh, I don't absolutely. know. Actually, I don't know. All those, all those chemicals. But you know, you, all those chemicals and stuff. Those yeah, chemicals absolutely. in the air. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it. It's it's an insane. It, it's actually to me insane that that game mm-hmm. was, you know, that. And look, you can't blame, I cannot blame it on the developer because apparently yeah. I believe, like, I want to look it up. I want, I want to be completely factual about this. I believe he only mm-hmm. had like eight weeks to make it. Like, it wasn't like he was given a I, lot. I have the article right here. It was five weeks, I think. Five. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, so you get like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I code, I code to a small extent. Mm-hmm. Five yeah. weeks to make a game to one of the biggest IP at the time. You give them five weeks. Yeah, it's it's just you know not a good idea. <laughs> like, and I because if you look at like games now, like licensed games that are made, I think we don't see many movie tie-in games anymore because mm. game development has gone to a place where. It takes like at minimum two and a half years to make a game. Yeah. And you can't oh, really de- Yeah, you can't really determine how good a movie is gonna be to even warrant having a game at this point. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just, like just look when- at uh insert just look at insert uh famous property that puts out a bunch of movies and also bombs unexpectedly uh insert whatever whichever one you're thinking that's the one i'm saying so right, <laughs> right. you know like yeah. you like it's it's insane like I, and I feel like marvel's done a very good job of we're just gonna license the characters out to Pretty different much. developers you know I've, I've played a lot of great marvel games over the past like mm-hmm. three four years like guardians of the galaxy oh, midnight yeah. suns the Spider-Man series, like they make good games and it's like, they just license them out and they don't base them off the actual movies. And I think that's yeah, a smart way no, to go. That is but, a smarter move. Right. But this Based was on before. The right. But this was oh, before yeah. that, you know, they, they yeah. didn't have that wherewithal and, the, and games were a lot easier to develop back then too. So they, I'm sure oh, it yeah. was all the matter of like some, like some higher up was like, E.T. is the biggest game. I'm sorry, E.T. is the biggest movie in the world. We need to have the mm-hmm. biggest game in the world, too. And, you know, yeah. Steven Spielberg is like, sell well, so much money. Here. Right. Steven Spielberg makes Steven- so much money. The other it thing is Steven- Right. Another thing, Steven Spielberg at this stage in his career, while he was big to a certain extent, mm-hmm. he wasn't like Steven Spielberg in 2023, where he Absolutely. probably has. He probably has full control over every aspect of the entire movie. Yeah. Like he hires the janitors to clean every, (laughs) every part of the set. Like it's at that point in time, he was still like probably probably in his early, like late thirties, maybe like he was not a nobody. He had made jaws at that point, but I was looking at the credits. Like he made, um, like he was, I look at the credits. He was not the writer. He didn't write this movie. 
and he didn't own the rights to it either. So you can imagine it was probably some big wig executive who was like, oh, yeah. we need to make a game. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and <laughs> they had a quote from like, like apparently when they showed it to Steven Spielberg, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. What did he say? It says, hold on, let me see. It says, Spielberg was not enthused. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> that is, that's, that is that's probably putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. And some of the, I'm looking at some of these like reviews for it. It's like, yeah, it is. It's like, hold on, let me see if I, I found one that was kind of funny. Hold on, let me see if I can find it as well. Mm-hmm. Lee Elbin of TV Guide, who has to be very old now, wrote that yeah. after seeing the motion picture ET 14 times, there's no more suspense left unless you bring home this one player cartridge adding that it's certain that your patience won't run out if you're a kid. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And yeah. so, the, and look, I'm sure there's some kids who played this and were like, you know, oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm of, sure course, like, of course. And I feel, like, I feel like back then, like, video games weren't like what we think of video games now. Yeah. Like, it's definitely... It, it yeah, it's definitely different. You know, they you, there was definitely yeah. a lot of like imagination involved. Yeah, it was uh, it was treated more as a little novelty toy for your kid. Right, and I feel like was yeah. a lot of a lot of it was that back in the day. Right, like a lot of it was we, little quarter munchers. You know, little yeah, and it's, two, and it's you know two D. It's two D, so it's not like super immersive. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of like the, you, when you're a kid, you're literally just like trying to picture like, okay, it's ET. So like I'm sh- like you want to give it that benefit of the doubt for sure, but yeah. like, man, is this not like a super shitty game? <laughs> like, yeah, and it's, it's to the point where it's like even now it's like I like you can't. There's no like saving grace you can give it. You know? Yeah. I mean, is there anything mm-hmm. positive we can say about it? I okay. Well, I think tracking that. I think the art they made of ET at the beginning was kind of cool. Was it was yeah. I I agree. I think it was. I think it was pretty good for even. I think it was a very nice little mosaic of ET for the time. Like that was pretty good pixel art. But uh, when the best thing you can say about a game is, well, the title screen looks pleasant (laughs) before it starts. It's cool. (laughs) Before it starts, it has potential. (laughs) <laughs> right, like, that seems like an awfully bad sign right like it it is it's impressively bad yeah. <laughs> it's actually impressive <laughs> how horrible like you you had to really try and i want to list out some of the games that came out in 1982 yeah, yeah. so miss pac-man released in 1982 Ooh, it's a great game that's a good game Donkey Kong Jr. release. I never played that, but I've seen it. I, I've Did? I've played a bit of it. It's yeah, it's I, better than ET. <laughs> better than ET. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this game. Dig Dug came out that year. I pl- oh. I actually played a lot of Dig Dug because I had an Atari collection mm-hmm. when I was uh, younger on a GameCube. 
And I yeah. play, I played a good amount of Dig Dug. Like, I actually kind of enjoy that game. I actually like the. Oh, it's a very the, fun game. Like it's like the like precursor like Spelunky. Yeah. So, like there were a Spider Man game came out that year. Never played that, yeah. but you know, I gotta imagine it was we'll better than that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely save that for later. And, you know, like and so yeah. it wasn't like there were like bad games just left and right. Like there was games that were coming out. Oh, Pitfall came out. I remember Pitfall. Pitfall. Like, oh, that is, that's even on the Atari, right? Yeah, it's on the same system. Yeah, it came out two yeah, months before. And it's very good. Very good. Still holds up pretty well. Yeah, like this game was bad at the time and somehow even worse today. Yeah. It aged like milk, even though it was rotten milk to begin with. Right. <laughs> Like it was rod. It's like if rotten milk sat there from 1982 to now. Like, look at it. Yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> and you can like, and I know a lot of people say like this was the start of the crash of the industry, and I do think that it did lead to smaller developments. Yes, I think that it, there was a lot of lessons that were learned from this, where it's like, okay. We can't, we cannot afford to release games. <laughs> with yeah. 80, look, I think it was like 20 million. million. Like, just for yeah. inflation, it's 80 million. But we can't afford yeah. to release $20 million licensing budget games. We can't yeah. afford that like, anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put that money into the game. Damn. <laughs> right. And I mean, you can go into like Mario, for example. Like Mario came out three years later mm -hmm. and Mario's probably the most of all the guys. I, I feel like you can maybe say Pac-Man's as influential as Mario. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, that I, Mar I think Mario is like the definitive game of the eighties and you got to think, yeah, you got to think that that like was pretty low like risk. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, because they really handled the production of it right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and there's no licensing fee because they create, like, they created Mario. Mario, like, I don't know if you know this, but Mario actually, did, it's not Mario's first appearance. Like, people think that that's Mario's first game. Like, mm -mm, Mario was in Donkey Kong. Yeah. And it's so, Jumpman. right. It's, yeah, exactly. It's Jumpman. And, it's they're just licensing from themselves. They're, there's no pain. Yeah, they're just yeah. And so, honestly, it it is a very wise business strategy to just build up your own thing instead of just like, oh yeah, we'll we'll use your thing that's very expensive and we'll give you a bit of it back. You know, right? I feel like Nintendo learned the lessons from Atari in that they were like, okay we mainly need to make our own characters because when we try yeah. to make these games based on other characters, we have to pay these extraordinary high licensing fees. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just create our own IP? And then we, and then at some point later, we'll license it out to other people and make money yeah. off of that. You know, and then so they, they, they literally licensed, even in the eighties, they licensed Mario out to, to all sorts of things. Not to mention that movie. Is that the eighties? Two of them. Yeah, was I, it in the eighties? When did the Mario movie? Come out? I have to look that up. I, I have yet. I've only seen memes from that movie. I have never watched it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I can. 
I'm sure it's as bad as people say it is, but I I, I don't. Okay, yeah, I, no way. It was late nine. It was early nineties. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it had that. I, ni- it gives me like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle vibes, like the mm-hmm. movies. It oh, gives yeah. me that vibe. So yeah, ninety three makes sense. Ninety three does make sense. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I I'm glad we live in a world where ET was made and failed. Because who knows where the gaming industry would be without that failure. I think that failure really does shape where gaming went. Yes, it really influenced a lot of people to be like, oh, shoot, we can't just do this and have it work. Uh Uh-oh. They don't print money. (laughs) They don't just print. You You can't just crap out anything. And people are going to mm-hmm. buy it and just be okay with it. Yeah. No, you have to put in at least a little bit of effort. That's kind of what it showed to everybody. They, everyone kind of had to turn their head and go, oh, okay, let's try not to do that. And even if they did go on to make commercial failures, a lot of them did learn the lesson of E.T., the extraterrestrial. <laughs> oh. Do we want to put it in a bin? I think it's pretty established. I think think it's pretty established what it is. I let me see. Mm, Yeah, put it in the bin. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks that we're starting off with something, you know, bad. But, you know, I think that it's an important part of history that needs to be retold. Mm -hmm. I'm sad that Atari is no longer a viable part, even though they're still making Atari consoles. Oh yeah. Which is, which is just in and of itself just hilarious. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let me see. What's their new console? Let me see. Atari new console. I remember I saw it. I I saw somebody like tweet about it one day and I was like, oh wow. Uh, The VSC, I'm sorry, the VCS all in bundle. It is a sleek, low-profile modern machine inspired by the rich history of the iconic Atari 2600. It is $300. Huh. Oh, dear. Um, it is. Oh, well, let, me, oh, let me see. There's eight. There's, oh, wow. There's DDR4 RAM, eight gigabytes of it. You can upgrade okay. the RAM. There's an AMD Ryzen GPU in here. Wow. <laughs> and, and and looking at these images, they come with both the classic joystick and an actual controller, so. All right, well, oh. that's a happy ending for them, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if anybody wants to support them, go to Atari.com, yeah. add it to your cart. Whether you're going to enjoy it or not, the jury's out on that. This is, we are yeah, not, we're sponsored not sponsored by Atari. sponsored, by the way. We, 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 we just kind of found, we just kind of, Found this on a whim at the end, I guess. So, yeah. I will say, t-shirts are actually kind of mm-hmm. bomb. Not gonna lie, like the t-shirts on their website. Oh, let me actually, see. Let me see. I might, I might have to drop the fifty. There's this one. It's like this blue. It's like blue and yellow, and it has like the Ooh, Atari yeah, logo. I'm like, that's nice. actually super clean. I might, I might have to. I'm not gonna buy a console, but I might buy a t-shirt. So, okay. Wow, yeah, these t-shirts are cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they, they might not make games good anymore, but they can make a damn good t-shirt. Yeah. 
That's a great. I think that's a great way to end it. <laughs> any any final? Yeah, thoughts? I think it is. Any final thoughts? Um, on ET, yes. And then I would like to say a uh, a little bit more about the podcast itself. But take it away. A final thoughts. Uh, important part of history should be studied. I think honestly, it's a m- most marketing and anything related to sales should study this game. Not even necessarily the game itself, because that wouldn't be necessary for most fields, but just what happened with it. It's a, it is a just prime example of how not to market a product and how not to sell and how not to do basically anything when it comes to making something that should sell. I'll do you <laughs> one further. I feel like there's one thing you can say, you could teach a class on this game being bad. No, no, no. I think you can major. And how bad this game is. Because you can go yeah. from you can go from a project management standpoint to an advertising <laughs> standpoint to a marketing standpoint. Yeah. There are so many different avenues of failure you can explore yeah. with this. It <laughs> is incredible. It's almost as iconic as the movie in a in the completely oh. opposite way. Yeah. One is famous, the other's infamous. So the duality of man duality of man all right well i think that's gonna do it for the podcast today if you enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're on youtube uh and if you're on podbean you know follow us uh download this you're probably not you probably already did if you're listening this far and vice versa so check us out on youtube check us out on podbean on podbean We have all of our streaming services linked. We have, let me just see here. We have Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, a lot of stuff. So if you're interested in helping us out, just leave a review, uh, leave a comment, and we'll probably respond to you. So uh, any any other thing you want to mention, Nick? Yeah. We appreciate anybody listening. Um, appreciate you giving us some love. We're going to make some really good stuff going forward. You, you already know there's so many licensed games, whether you're talking about games that are licensed or movies that are licensed from games. There's so much to talk about. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button when you can, okay? Thank you all for watching. And uh, this has been Gamers Trash and Gold. Thank <laughs> you.